Welcome to the Live by Design podcast. I'm your host, Kate House. Join me each week as we come together as a community, sharing how we strive to live each day with intention, with a special focus on cultivating joy and practicing gratitude. Together, let's live by design, not default. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Live by Design podcast. For this little mini episode today, I wanted to share with you what is on my 2022 vision board and a short little crash course in vision board creation. So if you're a listener of the podcast or you follow me over on Instagram, you know that I love vision boards. I love any kind of visual storytelling. I was a fine arts major in college, and so I love to create with my hands and more importantly, to create things that are visually appealing and inspiring and beautiful. And I think that's why vision boards really speak to me because it's a way of taking my goals, which are very specific, and I take them from written form and give like a visual life to them. And I love this topic so much that I actually talked about vision boards not once but twice back in season one of the podcast. So I will link to both of those episodes below. The first one is one of our top listened to episodes, which is do vision boards work or are they too woo woo? And I had so much fun researching all of the reasons why vision boards do actually work. And then I created a bonus episode, which is this very simple 10-step process of creating a vision board that actually works. So today, I'll just give you the cliff notes of what I learned through that research and through the creation process. So if you want to go back and you want to give it a deeper listen, you absolutely can. But if you just want to listen today and get started on your vision board, you will be set up for success as well. So when I sit down to work on a vision board, I want to focus on two things. The first is that I want my vision board to be aspirational. I want it to be something that I have to work hard towards achieving, but I also want it to be attainable. And by that, I mean, say, for example, you are a 32-year-old mom living in the Gettysburg, Pennsylvania countryside like yours truly. (laughs) It would not be attainable for me in this season of life to put on my vision board a Ferrari. Now, I don't actually have a desire for a Ferrari, but let's just say I did. (laughs) Because in this season right now, that is not attainable. Aspirational? Yes. Attainable? No. And that's okay. And I always want things on my vision board that push me, that make me consistently show up for myself and the pursuit of my dreams, but I don't want it to be so aspirational that I feel demoralized or defeated because it's just not going to happen anytime soon. And that's okay because everything in life is a season. And so when I think about something that is attainable and aspirational for my current season of life, a very easy example I can give you is that I want to grow the Live by Design Co. Club to have a hundred members. And so that is something within a year I do believe is possible. Does it make me a little like nervous, excited? Do my palms feel a little like clammy when I speak that out loud? Yes, absolutely it does. It's the same way I felt when I signed up for my first marathon. I was like, oh my gosh, like I know what I need to do to get there. I have belief and conviction in myself that I will show up and do the work to train and show up for this race well, but I'm still a little nervous about it alongside the excitement. And that's how I feel about that goal. So when I say attainable and aspirational, those are just some examples of what I mean. And then anytime you create a vision board, I have just three very simple rules that I want you to follow. 
The first is that it has to be reflective of your one-year goals. And this really helps with that aspirational piece, right? Maybe a Ferrari isn't in my future this year, but maybe 20 years from now. Uh, And again, that's not actually a goal that I have, but I say that because I want this to be reflective of your one-year goals. So 100 members in the LBD Co. Club, definitely reflective of a one-year goal. The next one is that your vision board has to be visually pleasing. I know this seems like kind of like a no-duh kind of moment, but it's true. Sometimes if you Google vision boards online, you'll find these boards, and there's nothing wrong with this if this is like the aesthetic that speaks to you, but you'll find these vision boards that are just like packed full of pictures and images and words, and they're just like this cacophony to the eyes. Like you look at this vision board and your eye doesn't know where to go next. And it's just like, it's not a pleasing or easy viewing experience. And so for that reason, I say vision boards need to be visually pleasing. Leave some white space on your vision board, leave space for these dreams to like breathe, like give them room to expand and visually give your eye a little break in between the different things that you put on your vision board. And my last rule of thumb when it comes to vision boards is that I want you to put your vision board somewhere where you're going to see it every single day. For me, oftentimes that's down like in my workspace. I've put it in my closet before. Like when I had all my clothes in a closet, when we lived in Maryland, I would open up the closet door and my vision board was on the inside of that. You could put it up in your bathroom, anywhere that you're going to see it every day. And you can just take five to 10 seconds out of your day while you're brushing your teeth, while you're getting dressed and ready for the day, and just look at your vision board and let it inspire you, let it motivate you, allow it to encourage you to show up as your best and most vibrant self that day who's going to take one step in the direction of their dreams. And that's really what I love about vision boards is it gives you this opportunity to appreciate and celebrate what you have right now while also working towards these big goals that you have. So When I sit down to start a new vision board, a lot of times I like to do so with like a short meditation or visualization of what my life looks like in the future. And so this time I sat down and I did a meditation for one year from now. So what does my biggest, brightest life look like one year from now? And I actually have a meditation for this back from season one of the podcast as well that I'll link below if you want to be guided through a very similar process. And so when I did this meditation, I let myself really visualize in vivid detail. And then afterwards, I sit down and I journal about it because, you know, I love to journal. (laughs) And so when I journaled and I really started to tease out these different elements of things that I want to be working towards, some of the things that came to mind for me were, you know, 100 members for the LBD Co. Club, like I mentioned before. I just purchased a program to become a certified behavior change specialist. So that's on there as well. Another thing that came to mind for me, which is more related to like our physical home, is that our garden is a vibrant place to be. Uh, so this summer, I'm going to start our first garden here. I can't wait to like get into the dirt and grow things and be outside. And a year from now, I just want to keep like expanding upon what we grow in this year. A year from now, I really want our house to feel like a home. I want to have touched each room and made it our own. I want our kids and ourselves, myself and my husband, to make friends here locally in Gettysburg, who we get together with on a regular basis. A year from now, I hope I'm training for another half marathon because it just just fills me with life. And a year from now, 
I really want my husband and I to be planning our 10-year wedding anniversary getaway, which is crazy to me that in 2023, we'll have been married for an entire decade. Um, And I can't wait to just really mark and celebrate that occasion together. So after I do this meditation, I do this visualization, and I write down all the things that I thought of, then I also like to do the IIN circle of life exercise. And I'll link to this resource below in the show notes if you want to give it a try, but it's through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. It's actually what I based the whole second season of the podcast off of because it's this circle with 12 slices of a pie with everything from spirituality to joy, social life, relationships, career, finances, and everything in between. And you have this circle. And if you feel like you're really rocking it in a specific area, you put the dot for that piece of the pie towards the outside of the circle. And if you feel like, oh, no, I really need to focus on these areas a little bit more, be a little bit more intentional, spend a little bit more time with them, you put the dot closer to the center of the circle. And then at the end, the website connects all the dots for you. And so sometimes your circle of life might actually look more like a circle, which was actually the case for me this year, which was a pleasant surprise. (laughs) But more often than not, my circle looks more like a Pac-Man. It's like I'm doing well in all these different areas and like, boom, there's an area that I really need to focus on. So I always like to do the circle of life exercise and I do it probably personally about every six months or so just to check in with myself. It's a very simple, like from the gut kind of exercise that you can do to just get a good sense of like where you are and where you might want to be a little more intentional with your life. So once I do my eye and circle of life, I like to print it out. Sometimes I put it on the front of my vision board. If I'm like doing a really big one that year, this year, I think my vision board is going to be a little bit smaller. So I'll probably just paste it onto the back. And I like to do that so that in future years, like I have years worth of vision boards and I love pulling out my old vision boards and looking at them and seeing like, whoa, what were my goals in that season of life? And what has come to fruition? Even if it wasn't in that year, what has since come to fruition? I love looking back at the one that I created the year that we decided to start our family. And I saw like, you know, creating our family was on there. And now, fast forward and we're so fortunate to have our two sweet little guys. And so it's cool to look back on those. And it's really neat to look back at old circle of life exercises and just see like, ah, like what a snapshot in time. One of the next things I always suggest when you're working on your vision board is printing out photos of yourself. So how many times do you see vision boards with like pictures of supermodels and celebrities? And there's nothing wrong with that except that this is your vision board. And I want you to see yourself on it. I want you to see the people you love and you care about like smiling back at you every single day. So I collected the photos of myself. There's obviously tons of photos of myself and my kids and my husband and family and friends that are on there. And then I want you to gather like all the craft supplies that you have that you really enjoy. So like colored pens, washi tape, labels, stickers, like Anything that like brings you joy, that it's like a color you like or a texture that'll help you create your vision board. And one thing that I do as well, which, you know, you don't have to do, this doesn't always appeal to everybody, but I like to pick a word of the year. There's a whole podcast episode about it early in season three of the podcast because I don't know, I think there's something really nice about choosing a word, claiming it as your own and having it kind of be this measuring stick that you use when you make decisions throughout the year. So this year I've committed to ease, E-A-S-E, ease. And that doesn't mean I can't still be reaching towards goals and working towards big things, but I want to do it in a way that feels 
easy, that feels in alignment, that doesn't feel rushed or forced. I just want it to feel easy. And so for that reason, ease is my word for this year. A couple of my members of the LBD Co. Club actually was really funny. They both picked the same two words to focus on this year, which is like crazy. Like what are the odds that two people would pick the exact same two words, but they picked growth and balance. And so you could pick one word, you could pick two words, you could have a couple of words that you're focusing on, but that can just kind of help give a little bit of structure for your vision board. And so then my vision board this year has the word ease right in the middle and nice and big. So I am reminded of that every single time I look at it and I have things on there that I'm working towards. I have a photo of somebody resting because in this next year, I really want to feel rested and like nurtured. And so I have that on there to remind me of that. I have photos of gardens and outdoor spaces to remind me of my love of gardening and how excited I am to get out there and just start growing again. I have photos of my kids because they bring me so much joy and they're a huge part of my life. I mean, I'm home with them full time during the week and I love it so much. And it's like the hardest work I've ever done, but it's also the most rewarding and oh, it's just the best. And so I have photos of my kids on there. As a family, we've decided that a thing that we want to do is to visit all of the U.S. national parks. And so this year we're starting that. And so I have a photo on there of the Shenandoah Valley, which is like I think the closest national park to where we live in Pennsylvania. So like, why not start there? I have that on there. So I have all these things that are aspirational and attainable. And so in creating a vision board, it kind of keeps me accountable to these goals, having them in the forefront of my mind and being very intentional about them. We could say as a family, we want to visit all of America's national parks, But if we never start doing it, it's never going to actually happen. And so in putting a photo of a national park on my vision board, it's reminding me like, oh, the weather is getting warmer. I should probably book a campsite or we should plan that trip and get this like journey started. And it's that little visual reminder of all the things that I'm working towards and all the good that I'm creating and the joy I'm cultivating and It gives me a chance to even practice gratitude and looking at it and saying like, wow, look at all the cool stuff I've already brought to fruition, all the cool things that's still on there that I want to do. Like how lucky am I to get to do that? And it's just a really beautiful practice to take yourself through. So if in listening to this, you're like, yes, I want to create a vision board awesome. I think you absolutely should just scroll down in your listening app right now. And you'll find all the different resources I mentioned, like my episode on if vision boards actually work, which insight, they totally do my 10 steps to create a vision board that actually works as well as the meditation that'll guide you through that future self visualization. And you can also pop over to my website at misskatehouse.com slash vision boards to grab all those resources as well. Again, that's misskatehouse, M-S-K-A-T-E-H-O-U-S-E.com slash vision boards. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning into this week's mini episode. I'm trying really hard to keep these mini episodes short, but you know me, I could just talk and share with you guys forever. But if you enjoyed this episode, I would be so Deeply grateful if you would take a hot second right now and rate and review the podcast in your listening app. So if you listen over on Apple Podcasts, just pull up the Live by Design podcast, click on the show and scroll all the way down to the bottom. And that's where you can drop your five-star rating of the show. And then you can leave a review. Honestly, just write one or two sentences 
just share something that you enjoy about the podcast or a tangible takeaway you've had, or just like something that has helped you in some way, or maybe it's just something simple like Joyful Corner. I love when people write in about Joyful Corner and say that it just brightens their day because that's the total point of it, right? It's practicing gratitude and feeling that joy that comes along with it. So if you take the time to review the podcast, I am so incredibly grateful. And if in listening to this episode, you are ready to just dive deep in your intentional living journey and you want to do so with an eye to healthy habits and practicing joy and cultivating gratitude and being in community with others to feel inspired and supported and to be held accountable, then you might want to consider joining the Live by Design Co. Club. I created the club for anybody who wants to just live a life by design and not by default. So we meet twice a month, once for a group health coaching session and once for a group journaling session. So two hours of self-love that you are investing into yourself each and every month. And then a whole bunch of extra resources like 10 affirmations each month based on our theme or journaling prompts, or for a past month, I actually did a special self-love bingo sheet, which was a really fun bonus resource that I offered. And as a club member, you get access to some of our fan favorite podcast guests for live Q&A sessions. Sometimes our guests will join us for coaching or for journaling, and you get input on future episodes of the podcast. So if you're ready to join, go over to misskatehouse.com slash Club. I will be back in your earbuds next week for a special episode with personal freedom coach, Andrea Tessier. Andrea and I sat down and had a beautiful conversation all about journaling and how it's a powerful and a healing and a cathartic practice. And she gave us lots of great ideas of how to get started and how to continue on a journaling practice. We actually had so much fun that I invited Andrea to join us during an LBD co-club journaling session too. So I'm really looking forward to that time together. This episode was planned and recorded by me, Kate House, with a huge thanks to the incredible Liz Chapman for managing and producing the Live by Design podcast. I will be back in your earbuds next week, friends. And until then, spread some joy, make someone smile.